as, as I have searched for words this week, uh, just to even express um, everything that I'm feeling, uh, that we perhaps are feeling, um, heaviness and, and sadness and just a, a myriad of emotions. Instead of trying to say anything now, I, I want to read to you what I wrote on Wednesday. I just went into my office and set up my computer for a couple of hours and prayed and, and just tried to type out what I was sensing and hearing from the Lord in my own heart that I would hope would be a blessing to his church, our church, our body, um, and maybe perhaps put into words for you what, what could be stirring in your heart. And so I wrote a little something, I put it out on my social media accounts, and so some of you have heard this or read this, but many of you have not, and perhaps this, this morning, and no self-indulgent way for me, but just in a way to try to help us anchor in what we might be feeling in these days. And so here's what I wrote. I watched a video last night that I still haven't recovered from. I won't for some time. I hope I never do. You've probably seen it by now. If not, I, I hope you do. It's not easy to watch. In fact, it's one of the hardest things I've ever watched. It played out like a horrible movie scene. You know, you've watched movies before that have those unforgettable scenes in them, scenes that provoke you to anger and sadness, to disgust and revulsion, emotions that you didn't realize were pent up inside of you until your eyes took in something so horrid that they instinctively surface. But as you leave the movie theater, you get to soothe your troubled mind with one convenient solace. At least that wasn't real. But this scene, this scene in Minneapolis, it was real. And not only was it real, raw footage of a real live event, it was footage we have seen replayed far too many times through the lens of a smartphone over the, over the last decade. We don't get to walk away and say that this one wasn't real. Nor do we get to walk away and say that the recurrence of it happening to people of color isn't real. Isolated events that consistently happen cease to be isolated events. When we watch someone made in the image of God get choked to death by another, another image bearer in what is supposed to be a trusted position of power and public protection, while people witnessing the event plead for it to stop, it should stir something within us. Please hear this. It shouldn't stir up political debates filled with personal attacks and blame. Please. Christian, don't do that. It shouldn't stir up debate over what he did or didn't do, George Floyd. Nothing justifies the inhumane treatment that he received. And it shouldn't stir up division. But may it stir up within us something far better and far more fruitful May it stir within us lamentation, 
that things are not as they should be. May it stir within us compassion to mourn with those who mourn. May it stir with us empathy. Oh, Christian, may we be people of empathy to feel what others feel. May it stir within us humility that we would listen and learn from others and their experiences. May it stir within us honesty that we may be willing to see things that we don't want to see about ourselves and about our world. May it stir within us transparency to confess things that we have left unconfessed. May it stir within us a true sense of justice, biblical justice, that all people made in the image of God would be treated with dignity Do them. May it stir within us a call to action that we would work to make our outcry an opportunity for change. And lastly, and most importantly, may it stir up in us the very heart of God, who in the person of Jesus Christ emptied himself and received upon himself the greatest of all injustices so that people from every tongue, every tribe, and every nation may be justified in him. May our hearts be stirred, and may we have the heart of God that we would love what he loves and hate what he hates. We need him so very desperately to do what only he can do. We need you this very moment to comfort our hearts. We need you to empower us and strengthen us to be the people of God that you've called us to be. We need you to give us courage. And we need you to give us wisdom. Father, we need you to take hardened hearts and soften them, to take broken hearts and heal them, to take weary hearts and strengthen them. Father, we pray that you would do a work within your people, your church, to sanctify us, to make us more like you. That is what we long for. And so would you give us your heart, oh God. And Lord, we come before you and we We declare that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. We thank you that in Psalm 89 and in Psalm 97, you declare that to us. And so make us people who seek righteousness and seek justice. Father, we do pray for George Floyd's family as they grieve the death of of their son. And Father, we, we pray for healing, for peace and unity. As there is a heightened sense of frustration and anger and sadness, just even in these last several weeks since we last prayed along these lines three weeks ago, Father, We need you to come and do a work turning hearts to Jesus, the true redeemer and unifier, the true protector and king. Father, we grieve death. 
Just as you grieved death, Jesus, as you stood outside the tomb of Lazarus and you wept, and you snorted even with anger and with disdain over death. We, we feel the same, O oh Lord. And we certainly feel it. We feel it deep within our being. Uh, we, we grieve and we lament not just death, but senseless and avoidable death. We grieve injustice, Lord. We grieve it in the womb when babies are, are killed in the womb before they're even born. And the evil that that is and the injustice that is, we grieve it. But we grieve it outside of the womb as well. And all the ways the injustices of this world take lives since the beginning of time, since Cain killed Abel, we have been grieving this. And we long for you to change, to change hearts and to change lives and to change our world, that justice and righteousness would prevail. Father, we grieve our human inability to enact true justice, and so we turn to you. Lord, we grieve the way in which we see humanity in all of its pain and all of its anguish try to express the pain and the anguish, but that even that turns into destruction. The ways in which looting and destruction of our cities has taken place, Lord, we grieve that. And we pray that you would bring that to an end. Father, we say from Psalm 89, how long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? Lord, where is your steadfast love? We, we cry out to you with the psalmist that we long to see a movement of God among us that would bring unity, that would bring power, that can only be from the Holy Spirit, that can only be from you, O God, not anything that we can create, manipulate, muster up, but oh Lord, on this Pentecost Sunday, would you breathe out your spirit even like you did that day as Peter preached and the, the spirit of God fell upon your people that you would do a movement in your church now like you did then. Would you awaken hearts? Would you bring humility? Would you bring compassion? Would you bring unity? Would you bring your work to bear for your glory and for your namesake in us and in our land. Oh Lord, we need you. And we look to you, oh Jesus, our Savior, our Good Shepherd, our light, our life, our protector. By your cross, oh Jesus, unify your church. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.